0: Back to another edition of the 24K podcast, Katie Wingy, alongside Chris Dempsey, as always, and joined by the incredible scott hastings <laughs> yeah. here in salt lake city legend Head of the nuggets taking on the jazz
1: I, I feel like i'm living deja vu <laughs> okay so honest uh-huh. truth we
0: recorded this already and we are re-recording because the audio wasn't great i'm working <laughs> on my, my recording audio skills engineering skills so they're growing as we that's, speak that's
2: right and we sound great right now
0: yeah
1: uh, at least yeah. in my headphones uh, we le- le- at least in here
0: yeah in my headphones Um, Hastings, welcome to the 24K Podcast. Thank you. you for joining us. Thank you. Um, I wanted to just start Nuggets, but I do also want to get into the NBA when you were playing in it and all of your Scott Hastings stories and all of their glory. Um, But initially, what has surprised you most about this Nuggets
1: team? The thing that surprised me most, not that they're good, because we saw that at the end of last year. And at the end of last year, If they'd have put that – in fact, I think you and I, Chris, were talking about this. Mm -hmm. If they play this year like they played the last 18, they could win 50, 60 games easy. Yeah. Staying healthy and all that stuff. But to be able to be where they are now, uh, pass the halfway mark, in second place, still in touch, believe it or not. I mean, Golden State's in fuego right now. But still in touch with those guys that if they were to slip again or get an injury or something like that, you know – um, they're, they're right there. That, that's how well they play. And they've done it with all the injuries. So it, it, it's been pretty amazing. I don't know about you guys. You guys now travel as much as I do. Um and here's, here's what I've done. see if you guys do this. Because we're so close to it. And we like the guys. I mean, I I cheer for yeah. Jamal Murray and oh, Gary I saying, Harris. I mean, if I you know have a son, I may call him Gary. I think only- <laughs> that or, or Nicola or Paul or Tori. I don't know. One of the two. We'll uh, see. Yeah. To be determined. Or fellas, a combination yeah. of all of yeah, them. If I can have yeah. triplets and they're all boys, you know, <laughs> it was going to be five.
0: Yeah. starting five. It was going to be Huey,
1: Louie, and Dewey. But now I've I've changed <laughs> it to. Um, but but you're so close that that I purposely now and go to other NBA folk folk that are either in the media or coaches. A lot of guys, my peers, my age guys, are all coaching now mm-hmm. in the league, and I ask them, tell, tell me what you honestly think. And I mean, I've talked to Doc Rivers about Nicola, and he goes, "Dude, this guy. I mean, he loves him. I mean, they, there's." It, it, it validates how I feel. Does right. that make sense? Because don't you feel sometimes we get too close? It feels like because because mm. you you yep. travel with them and you know them and they're good dudes, but when other people can tell you, I was talking to a front office guy on another Western Conference team just recently, and, and I mean they love our team. Yeah, and this is a team that's you know. May have won sixty some games last year, yeah. so I, it 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 feels good and it validates how you feel about this team. I think this team's really good. And yeah, you, it it oh, don'ts
2: The
0: names that you just dropped too it's not like you're just talking to like random fans that think the Nuggets are good. It's no, like Doc Rivers, like important people that know basketball have been in the league for a while. They're the ones that are taking notice of what the Nuggets are doing. Well, I
1: don't know if you and, and listen, we made a big push obviously to try to get Nikola Jokic in the All Star game, and it went from feeling like there was a. a slim hoper or no I wouldn't say no hope because there's always been a little hope right. with the way he's played to now you're getting Michael Wilbon saying he should be a starter mm-hmm. that you're getting uh, a healing saying he should be on for sure mm-hmm. uh you're getting national guys national NBA guys saying saying what we think yeah which I think validates how we feel and because and, like I said I as I, I know oh you guys feel I'm a homer because I want the, this is who I, I work for, yeah. and, and I want these guys to play <laughs> yes. good. Now I'm not afraid to be honest. If they don't play good, I'll I'll tell you they don't play good. Right? But I, I want. Okay. Am I am I seeing this right? I mean, when Isaiah Thomas, when we were in England a couple of years ago, and, and basically said, I said, I told him for the game, watch this guy Nikola Jokic. I said, dude, I, he there's something about him, man. He's unbelievable. He came on the show in the, in the third quarter with Chris and I, and said. Dude, I mean, he plays like you. Chris said, joking. He said, no, man, he plays like Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. Magic Johnson? I yeah. mean, come on now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it, it's been fun. That's a little surprising. But, dude, they, they've they got some players. And if the growth continues, you add a piece or two, you know, I, I don't know if they're NBA championship worthy now. I think they I think they can scare an NBA champ. Uh, for I, sure. I, I think they're on yeah. the scary level right now.
0: Well, the NBA champ, yeah, they already
1: have. Yeah, so I, I think they, I well, the way Golden State came and played them their yeah. day, you don't think that they, they said we got send a little message. You well, don't send a message if you ain't a little worried about that team. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, I think well, so. We, we sure did, yeah. and
2: I think to your point is you can believe what you see. You know, yes. if you're a fan and you were wondering, well, are they that? No, no, no. You can believe what you see yes. because you know who else believed what and they saw. They may saw? break your heart this year. But you can believe what you see. Oh, you can believe what you see because Golden State believed what they saw so much that they walked in and played probably their most focused game of the year.
1: And maybe turned their season around. Yeah. I mean, if we go back and Golden State continues on the run they're on right now since that game Mm -hmm. and continue – because all the league's now talking about them. Oh, my God, they woke up the last two weeks. Oh, yeah, guess when they woke up. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden they had a little fear put in them. Mm -hmm. So – Yeah, I think that's the greatest line you can say right there. You can believe what you see. If anybody gets anything from this podcast, I think you can really believe what you see.
0: Yeah. Who has been the most surprising uh, NBA team that you've seen or player or situation?
1: Well, let let me go local, first of all. I saw Malik Beasley two years ago in Summer League, and I was there, and I watched him play five or six games in person. and. You knew right there. He said, okay, he can score. Yep. He can get the basket. I'm not sure he knows how to play. He get to the basket. But you you know what I'm saying? You guys know. Drills, Mm -hmm. yeah. He He, can do drills. He looks good. But I don't know if he can play. I don't know if he gets. And then to see where he's at now, I think it's phenomenal. I I thought Monte Morris maybe should have even played last year because he was in Mm -hmm. the same uh, summer league, and he was great in that summer league. Um, So for locally, I I think Malik Beasley this year has just been – I mean, a breath of fresh air and, and a weapon that I don't think the rest of the league realized the, the Nuggets might have had, That that's big. And I think answered a lot of questions that the Nuggets had in him going yeah. into
2: the season. I mean, there were there were question marks as to was he going to raise his level of play this year. And he's answered that with an emphatic yes. And, and he's only getting better as the season goes do, do you goes guys on.
1: remember when San Antonio won their last championship? and I think it was Jalen Rose said it on, on ESPN or something. He said, the reason San Antonio is so good is because four through nine, they're better than anybody in the league. And you think about that, well, well wait a minute. Now, if your core, we know who our mm-hmm. core is here, can play even. You, 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 now, these guys on the bench in playoff times don't play as many minutes, as, but they play. Mm-hmm. And now if you can dominate when four through nine's in there in the yeah. playoffs, I mean, you stay tight, then all of a sudden here it goes four through nine, you dominate, and you stay tight. I mean, isn't that how you can win series? Yeah. So Malik Beasley, to me, may be able to add to that a little bit. And and here's what's interesting
2: about it, and this was, you know, uh, a preface this, but this was as of a couple of games maybe before this Utah game uh, that they are going to play. But the points per game averages for the role players – Malik Beasley, Monte Morris, Wancho,
0: is Mason Plumley in there. He was
2: he, he was he's pretty well even. Yeah. It doesn't matter where at yeah. home and road. But their road averages were higher than their home averages. Yeah. And that is you just don't see that no. out of that. That is not something. So if that is something, but that's, that's gonna, a good sign.
1: That's a great sign. Th- that that's mean, something. That, go- that means they got a little performance anxiety at home in front of big crowds because they've been doing that. Yeah,
2: maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. But that's at least that's a, that's a space where you can get them more comfortable yeah. quickly yeah. than yeah. A, a hostile venues on the road. And the Nuggets have already been to a lot of hostile venues on the road in which they've they've played they they've performed really My well. My first
1: NBA story now I give you um, yes. Story it time was, with Scott. It, and it was when I was with the Pistons. we I was on some good teams in Atlanta, and we just couldn't either get over Boston or we couldn't get over Detroit. Um, but mm-hmm. I remember with Pistons, and I was walking out, and I think I was right beside Bill Ambeer. Mm-hmm. And he and he turns over to me and goes, wait for the crowd. Wait till, wait till they see us. And we walk out to, you know, 10, 12, 15,000. <laughs> I mean, just I mean berating us, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my god. He goes every night. He goes, it gets us ready. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, I'm, like, I'm like, say wait a minute. I, I think I dribbled here. <laughs> I, need, I need to go back to the locker room real fast. You know, but 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 that, that that means something if if you're not intimidated on the road, right? Because has there been an NBA championship team that that hasn't gone on the road at some time or another, and had won. to win a game or yeah. at least win a game, mm-hmm. makes it easier. right? Yeah. yeah. So and,
2: and some of them – hey, let's take Golden State last year. They weren't even necessarily interested as interested in being the number one seed as they as they were just being healthy and play because they knew they could go on the road and win the games necessary to be able to win and get them back to the because
1: the one year they didn't win it, they screwed it up. They tried to set the record, did win seventy three games right and And by the end of that series, and that game seven, they looked tired mm-hmm. and, and you know, probably a little scared, cause yeah. I got in a one-game series with the best player in the world, but yeah. you know there might be something to that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. That's just for me, that's one of the things that's really been such a pleasant surprise about the Nuggets. So the, yeah. the, not only they have they filled in – listen, you just mentioned it. No Gary Harris for a big chunk. No Paul Millsap for a big chunk. No Will Barton for the majority of the season. And they have not only stepped in – and they didn't just step in and uh, were serviceable. No. <laughs> like, yeah. Like no. There yeah. have been – they have had – Games where they've been, yeah, the reason why, hey, listen, this guy's 15 points. Monte Morris is 20 points. They are Mm -hmm. playing Monte Morris down the stretch in some of these games. Closed out games. Closing out out games. Beasley's
1: closed out a bunch of games. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, to the point where uh, Coach Michael Malone said the other day, listen, I mean, somebody had asked him about Malik Beasley, and he basically says, look, when everybody comes back, that guy has earned the right to continue to play. Yeah. It was like a
1: preemptive strike. Yeah, it, it was. It was like a preemptive strike. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as surprise for me in the league, I I, I think Brooklyn to me is one of the biggest That's surprises a good one. because I mean they don't everybody remembers they traded every pick away for like the next two hundred years. And they're still paying for it. <laughs> and, and they're still <laughs> yeah. there's I think they, I think Boston has next mm-hmm. years, right? Yeah. They're still and paying yet, for it. I mean, they're competing. And, they, and it's looking at that that loss to Brooklyn early in the year, you're like Okay. Well, they're not that, yeah, <laughs> not that bad. You know, maybe, maybe yeah. we took it for granted, maybe a little bit, but you know what? Hey. And just a good
2: job by Kenny Atkinson, and they are doing it without Karis LeVert, who's missed a bunch of times. Yeah. This, this and he was their leading scorer at the time yeah, that he right. left. But, but how about your boy Spencer? So <laughs> I was going to say, "My see Buff." <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie's playing great. They gave him a new contract, but all the was, oh, sure. yeah. was on the market two years ago, for sure. Beginning
1: last year, he was on the
2: market. He was a question mark. We were talking about question mark. He yeah. was a question mark guy. Like, what did they have in him? Well, what they found out is they've had. you know, he's been a very significant player for them too. So, yeah, Brooklyn is a team. Um, that's been very interesting. Um,
1: I think Pacers being as good as they are. Because you know, people, people wrote off Oladipo a couple of years ago. They wrote him ooh, off. When he was, was in one, Oklahoma City. Yeah, and not, <laughs> not well, doing, in, Even yeah. Orlando, the last yep. the last uh, mm-hmm. couple months in Orlando and then Oklahoma City, they didn't think he could play. Yeah, well, could he be a lead player is the question, right? How about it? It's all yes. about fit. <laughs> yeah. Even
0: Coach Malone on, on your show. Recently, said yeah. we, were tra- we were talking about Carmelo Anthony and the moves that have been made around him and finding the right pieces to the puzzle. The Nuggets have done a fantastic job of doing that, but there are so many players where they might not fit one place, and they do. Well, with James Harden. You
1: mm-hmm. know, it's funny, and and I ended up in Denver, um, but m- most of my career, because when I came out of Arkansas, I was more of, I was more of what would be termed now a stretch four, stretch five. Right. I mean, that, I was a shooter; I could shoot the basketball. But I played for Hubie Brown and Mike Vitello, which and, and actually Ron Ross team my first three years. And they were like, "Get on that block." And, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, one of my first speeches from Hubie Brown was, "The first time you back down from anybody, the league owns you." So that's why I got like eleven <laughs> fights in my career, right? Because you you get Hubie yes. said on it. Hubie said, "I can't back down. Oh, I can't be scared anymore." You know, whatever. This is what the listeners. Are <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, but seriously, but my whole career, I was like, oh, "I want to play for Doug Bo. I'm like, dude. If Blair Rasmussen and Danny Shades could play, <laughs> I, I said he would love me. Yeah. Hanslik, dude, I, I would kill if I could ever get to Denver, right? So you
2: know, ten years. Do, you know game. what? Okay, I'm just gonna ask you that. Do you ever think, oh, man? I was before my time. Like, if you were oh. like, because if you're in the league now, that skill set is
1: not only playing a lot; it's getting paid. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what? Listen, I mean, the, there's not a there's not a guy that didn't listen. Dominic Wilkins, I think right now, if played right now, right, w- would be the yep. one, mm-hmm. two, or three best players yep. in the league for still. Sure. Still. Yep. I mean, and now you can't touch him. Right. He goes to the basketball. Oh, I know. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, which would would kill. I, I think when I was playing with him, he's making four hundred thousand. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that contract now, what would he be making now? Forty million? Yeah. I mean <laughs> for sure. So I mean yeah. all of the old guys say, Oh yeah, but but you know what, man, I had a great time. The league's unbelievable. Um, you know, it's changed. It's grown. It, when I got in, the, there's only 23 teams, and now there's 30 teams. We only had 12 guys on the roster, and now you can have up to 17 with mm-hmm. the, the two players. Uh, so it's gotten bigger. It's some watered down. I think the end of benches. Like when we wanted, when we won the championship in Detroit, uh, we had one rookie, Lance Blanks, who ends up being I think he's an assistant GM somewhere. He was in, in Arizona, um, but he was the rookie. But we had David Greenwood, 10 years in the league, uh, Power Forward vet, Gerald Henderson, backup guard, 12 years in the league. Me, that was my eighth year in the league. You know, mm-hmm. we had veteran guys that you just stockpiled at the end of the, at the end of the bench in case somebody got hurt, like we, we've seen with mm-hmm. the Nuggets this year. Right now, you can put a veteran in, um, but you don't do it anymore. You know, now it's young guys, which once again turned the full circle to the Nuggets. They're they're putting pieces in, not with seven year vets or eight year vets. No, they're putting with a third year player in Wancho, who basically all of last year missed. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year was a throwaway year for Wancho. Yep. Played great till he got hurt. Uh, um, Malik Beasley, with guy he had tons of question marks about. Boom, fill him in. A, a second year really should be a rookie point guard, yeah. as you said. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not doing it with vets. Yeah. Vets in this case
2: are like Nikola Jokic in his like fourth season. Harris. Or Gary Harris in his fifth year. Yeah, I mean these are and that's not where I mean once you hit your fifth year, it's kinda of like, all right, now you're starting to get in the range of being a vet. Right. But yeah. and you're twenty four, 25.
1: Right, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> but but now I mean that is qualifying on this team for one of the older players on the roster. I mean, if there was no Paul Millsap and Isaiah Thomas, it was really skewing the age, yes. uh, age back up, I mean, you're talking about an extremely young team. Mm-hmm. That so, and this is what, and this is where I, I think we have to change the lens, right? So, veteran is no longer almost about age; it's about years. Like, how many years experience. have you been in this league? Or even league? minutes. Maybe, yeah. But or even minutes. Yeah. Or minutes. Right. Yeah. What's your experience level oh, right. in this league? And that's why that's why the Nuggets, I think, are starting to get into a space where they're really good because these guys, the experience is starting to catch up and they're starting to understand When And what you see.
1: said something a while ago. You said, can, you, you can believe what you see. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, think about this. If you go back to the NBA and. and I mean, we're seeing great players. I mean, LeBron, what, 32, 33, whatever he is. Kobe played however old. Vince Carter's playing at 40. I mean, yep. not the same as Vince Carter at 30. Right. Pretty good at 30, but though. <laughs> but, but, but you're still thinking guys can play at an elite level, especially the way they're taken care of now and mm-hmm. the, the the trainers and the masseuses and all the different mm-hmm. stuff. they got to take care of their bodies. Travel with some bag, and you slip your legs in it. It puts ice and water. That's right. Yeah, like airbags, you sleep in. I mean, it's I mean, crazy stuff, you, right? You
0: were the one going down to the ice machine.
1: Yeah, I was the the guys. Getting, like, Dude, a bag of ice. When I, I tore my Achilles, on legs. my bag in my room's got three plastic bags still because <laughs> I would just go down here fill up the ice bag, put it on my Achilles. There it is. Man, it doesn't really get as cold. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what? Can I get one of them shoes? You know, um, but but. But if you think about it, guys are still playing peak. I mean, peak basketball at 31, 32, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul Millsap. Well, yeah. Paul um, and you've got your stars are 22, 21, 23, yeah. 24, I think Gary's case. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about another six, seven, eight years of this core. And so if you can believe in what you're seeing – and if and if great players, if you know a great player that doesn't get better as he gets older, right? And, and if these guys are truly great mm-hmm. players and they're going to continue to always get better. Not freak out in a certain situation. I mean, what are we going to see in Denver over the next five years, six years, yeah, seven years, uh, eight yeah. years? It's, it's who sc- knows.
2: It's scary to think. It really is. I mean, I mean, it could it could
1: be right. Yeah. Scary
0: in the best way. Yeah, right? yeah, and that's yeah. scary good in the best way. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. not even
1: knowing yet what what Michael Porter Jr. might be able to give you. Right. That's another twenty year old. Right. Right. Or, or or Vanderbilt. What what he might be able to give you. a Twenty right. year old. Yeah. Right. I mm-hmm. mean. I mean, think about what this team is doing and and, and everybody goes over this on the national media. They're n- they're the number one team currently with games missed due to injury. Yep. And they're the third youngest team. The second third... best record in the West Co- Yeah, West And Co- they're the second best rec- record in <laughs> what they were people first are saying for maybe the yeah. the toughest conference at the toughest time ever.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, when you think about that, that that can't just be smoke and mirrors that they're doing no, that yeah, with. Exactly. Not a half Not a season a of it. No. no. Because
2: I think we're also getting into a space of the season where we're starting to see uh, the teams that did get off to a good start, but they really weren't that good. They're starting to fall off. Memphis. And Memphis. Minnesota's treading water. New Orleans is under five hundred. Uh, Dallas got off to a, a great yeah. start, and they're not that good of a team. And you see what's happening to their record right now. They are years away from being what they're going to be. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, And they've got turmoil with young players. They do. I mean, Dennis uh, Dennis Smith Jr. was the hottest thing in the league last year.
2: Well, now he had to have and, a conversation and, 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 and with Rick Carlisle. Wants, yeah, he wants trade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the league is starting to shake itself out. And when it does, you, the teams that are there, they will be the one. And the Nuggets continue to be there. And uh the wins are massive. I mean, you have you're undefeated in the uh in the division. We're in and Utah we're we're in Utah taking this right now. Yeah. They're gonna play Utah Jazz soon again, but
1: Which will not be an easy game.
2: No. No, it never no. is. That's seven straight yeah. losses in Utah. Yeah, that's <coughs> here, right. No, it's I've never seen an easy game here. No. Just as it's, I
1: saw Denver get up one time, twenty something. We're thinking, oh, me too. And, and end up losing. Yeah, end up losing the game. Yeah. You're like, ooh, you're up This place,
2: yeah. this place is just. Yeah. You know, what used to be like that too. Was Portland? Is yeah. You know, Portland used to be that kind of place. Like, no matter how well they played, something weird was going to happen, and they were going like, to get that. Oh, that and you said it ready. a while ago, Oklahoma
1: City. So think mm-hmm. about what this, this young division. team's done. This, this, this division whole,
0: might be the toughest. Yes. Have a set of arenas to but, play in. But they may have gotten, mm-hmm. gotten the
1: over they may have gotten over that fear in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. They may have gotten over it now with Portland, because they beaten Portland the yeah. last two times yeah. you're yeah. up there. Mm-hmm. Beaten Oklahoma City the last two times you were there. Utah's like the last Utah one. Utah's <laughs> like the last match. Yeah. Can, can you get over this home? Yeah. It is. It is. That's true. Okay,
0: I wanna I wanna talk about you a little bit more. Not just the nuggets.
1: Who is Melvin Johnson? <laughs> Man I wanna... have two brains. It's a movie, Steve Martin movie. You had to see it. It's really pretty good. Yes, yeah, you had to be there. Yeah.
0: Um. No, but your your time in Detroit, and you talk about all the, the fights that you were in, and I guess w- what is maybe the most memorable one, not the one that you won or the blowout, but like who was who were you in a fight with that. Now you know, Hastings
2: wants a piece. That's yeah, like my favorite video. My yeah, favorite. That's my favorite video. now I I hit, Hastings hit mark, wants a piece. I <laughs> out, so, yeah. um, well, I, I'll tell you quick.
1: I'll tell you two quick stories. One, I, one I feel like I won, but I don't know if I did. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one, I act like I did, but I know I didn't. <laughs> well, I got three stories. Oh, yeah, so my first fight uh, was actually against Jeff Ruland in Washington. Uh, And Rulon was, I mean, part of the Bruise Brothers because him and Rick Mahorn were playing together, and it was they were called the Bruise Brothers, right? He's probably six ten, about two eighty five, two ninety, just a big, thick dude. And I'm guarding balls coming out of bounds, and he's like beating me up, like, dude, dog, (laughs) you know, we together, (laughs) my brother, you know, come on, you know, and and he and he hit me, I mean, threw an elbow and hit me in the chest so hard, I said. (laughs) <laughs> Something bad. Ball went back out of bounds. Exact same play. He comes down. This time I hit him and stand him up with an elbow. Bam. <laughs> Take that. Jimmy Brown told me not to back down. Right. <laughs> i we figured out they They get the ball a third time out of bounds. Same play. I mean, this is like three straight time. Comes down and he puts an elbow and hits me in the chest so hard. I rear back. And this is the honest guy truth. You, you know, listen, I, I embellish stories, but I'm telling you, this is honest guy truth. This one's He's admitting that, yeah. true. <laughs> Everything here is true. I reared back and hit him harder than I've ever hit anything in my entire <laughs> life. And I didn't throw the, the punch. It was a punch, but I hit him with an elbow uh, right across his jaw. And shattered the jaw. Yeah, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, That's how hard I swung. But he was still standing. It was like a movie. <laughs> I swear to God, it was like a movie. Uh, his head jerked back to the right. Spit flew out of his mouth. And oh, I'm telling you, slow motion. You would have seen slobber <laughs> snot coming out of his face. And his head came right back. And his eyes were the size of uh, of coffee cups. And they were like. And I can remember. And they were this big. And I went, oh. <laughs> Crap! I mean, I would have knocked a donkey out, right? I mean, I have knocked, I'd have knocked a horse out if I. It, but this it, guy was the Terminator, and, and he it, just turned around then, and looked at you. And then you always say, "Your life flashes before you." Right. sudden everything goes into slow motion, <laughs> and he reaches out with his left arm, and he and I'm backing up now because I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> this giant, I'm backing up from him. My eyes are as big as as he's staring at me with his demon stare, right? And and his left arm goes out and grabs my right lapel, my jersey, and I still got the jersey. I was pulling, and he was pulling, so it's ripped. I mean, he ripped an NBA jersey. (laughs) I've got it. It's torn. And I am backing up, and all of a sudden, his right arm in slow motion goes straight up in the air. All of a sudden, I stumble. I am on one knee. (laughs) And all of a sudden, the wrath of God, Thor's hammer (laughs) is coming right towards me. And Tree Rollins... From behind, <gasps> catches <him>. his arm, <laughs> catches his arm. So Thanks now, life. so now, think about this picture. I'm down on one knee, I'm a visualizing, standing it. right in front of him. He's got he's got his one arm on my lapel. Tree Rollins got his second arm, and I'm groin level. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I go speed bag on him. <laughs> what a cheap shot. Cheap shot? I'm about to die. <laughs> hey, You're you about to die. Man, I swear if there were sound effects, you would have heard. And I am speed bagging until finally he let go. I must have finally, you know, I mean, I, I it, it was a speed. I, I ain't lying to you guys. And, finally back, and then, then everybody pulls in there. They kick us out. You know how much that fight cost me? $100. Those, those, <laughs> it's like, 100. you're the winner there. I got That's the it. That goes $100. But I go back in the locker room, and I'm by myself. The game's still going on. You know, Washington's back when they're in, in the old cap center. And, dude, I don't get dressed. Because there's one way in and one way out. Of that room. I'm saying, Lord, please don't let him come in here. I ain't got no help in here. I'm like, please, I ain't got no help in here. And so I'm I'm sitting there staring at the door because if he can, if I see that big Joker comes in, I'm running as hard as I can and trying to body block him and hit him and, and so I can escape. Yeah. So I st- I didn't even change out my clothes. I'm sitting there. And, and shoot, I don't know. But I was in there probably twenty minutes, and I'm I'm doing pushups. I mean, I'm like I'm like Jack because <laughs> I know I know this big Joker is coming in here. I A- the tiger <laughs> is playing on the radio, you know, dude. I'm ser- seriously. I, and so that that was my very my very first NBA fight. Uh, that was funny. Yeah, one time I got uh, Sean Kemp pretty good, but then he body slammed me, and then. Put a form in my neck and about to dang near choke me out. I
2: mean, I <laughs> can't yeah.
1: But the other one that I remember, and I told this on the radio the other day. So I'm fight, uh, fighting, I'm playing Sidney Green in Chicago. Always did this on the road. I never did it yeah. at home. Always no. did it on the road. Um, and Sidney Green would play the UNLV, 6'9, 240, big, strong power forward, the quintessential power forward. And he's bumped me and I'm hitting him. He throws elbow, at me, I throw at elbow. Same thing, out of bounds play. Boom! Finally hits me. Well, I hit him back hard. Next time, we're squared. So I wasn't afraid because you know two or three punches—that's that's all the NBA fight was. Right. So I square up, and I'd had braces on my upper teeth. Oh yeah. Oh. And back then we didn't wear no mouthpieces. Mm-hmm. Who wears mouthpieces? Right. I still don't get why NBA guys wear mouthpieces, But whatever. <laughs> and, and all oh, of a sudden, and, 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 and I don't know if you, you never have microphones in there, but I mean it's a lot of words that, that start with mom <laughs> you know <laughs> you know and stuff like that are going on your your mom the you know whatever and, and so we're squared up and i'm you know you know I'm, hey muhammad ready, ali was like ready? one of my favorite oh, muhammad you're ali was my, like my favorite guy in the world <laughs> you're bouncing I, back and forth <laughs> i have one picture of, of of another athlete that i own and it's a picture of muhammad ali yeah. at the olympics right so mama ali was like my guy so I'm thinking, okay, boom, sting like a butterfly. <laughs> boom, all of a sudden, whack. Oh, crap. He throws out a left jab, hits me right dead in the mouth. I go, mum. And before I can even say the whole word. <laughs> you know, Another one. Yeah, you know, four-syllable word. Before I get this four-syllable word out, whack. Another one. Now I'm PO'd. So I got to get a punch in. So I'm running back to swing. Whack. Man, it was. And then, it, and, and like I said, it's the NBA fights at three punches. And that's all everybody jumps on us. He threw three jabs. I never saw any of them come, hit me dead in the mouth three straight times. I mean, bam, right in the nose and mouth, bam. And I, I'm bleeding and whatever. Just weren't fast like Muhammad well, Ali. Well, I got, I got, yeah. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I thought I was, I was Jerry Cooney. <laughs> I wanted to be Muhammad Ali. I was Jerry Cooney. It didn't even work. <laughs> and, and, and so everybody comes out, A trainer comes out there, and I had those braces. Well, he busted my braces off. And it, the wire had gone through my inside of my mouth, oh. and it didn't break the skin on the outside, but it was lifting it up. So I, you know, I, I, I <laughs> my lip, my lip was jacked up by my nose. I, I talk like this, and I was oh steady talking trash, you know. Still, blood still in my mouth, bloody mouth, mouth. That. The trainer's got a hold of me, right? So now imagine this. So my, my buddy Joe Tool, he's got a hold on me. They broke up the fight. I'm still talking on my shoulder, talking chest. I turn to Joe. I said, while I'm yelling at City Green, you sorry? Don't let go of me. (laughs) I swear to God, I've never done it in my life. But I I said, Joe, don't let go of me. He goes, I got you. I go, yeah, I can't start talking trash tomorrow. But man, man, I told the trader, don't let go of me, man. (laughs) I don't want to have to square up. I didn't Uh, see a pun. So that was two of the ones I remember most. so.
0: What about after the like? What are you thinking after the fight happens? If, obviously, a couple of them you've got kicked out. You're in the locker room. Actually, I talked
1: like, to Sydney after the game. I said, "Hey man, good game. Yeah, <laughs> <good>. It cool. <laughs> you're still <laughs> over. <home>? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like. yeah, I remember having to go to the trainer, and we had to pull my lip <laughs> That's so up nice. and <laughs> out, and then found a pair of flyers to try to bend this oh little my wire back. Gosh, um, okay, but yeah, no, I purposely went to head Dog, you okay? Cool. I was all in the game, right? Okay, because <laughs> dude, I never saw their punches. I did. I didn't want. I went. Now I didn't back down from him ever right. again. I played him a lot, but I think, you know, I mean, they I would have... have Do they have scary. media
0: availability after your games? I uh, you think that they would, if they would have asked either of your uh, victims, I'm going to use that word, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, about you, if they would have run their mouth. Well, the fir- now now that happens, I mean, there obviously aren't fights like there used to be, but like no. guys will push or something will happen and then they go on social media this stuff. in smack. the media, they're like, yeah. they go at the other person. It no. never actually gets...
1: It, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, we had people interview you and stuff, I mean, but it wasn't, I mean, back then, I mean, and then we thought we were tough in the 80s and 90s, and I've talked to dudes, I mean, the the late um, Maurice Lucas, I remember talking to Mo one time, um, <laughs> if I start, it was like the first second year in Atlanta, and Danny Roundfield, late Danny Roundfield mm-hmm. passed away also, um, and, and big, strong, athletic joker, man, he could dunk. And him and Mo have just going back and forth, and, and they talk trash. I think they may have got some ABA days together or whatever. They're talking trash. Finally, Danny goes up for the board, and while he's dead in the air, Maurice Lucas gets his hand on his chest and basically pile drives him one hand <laughs> flat on his back on the ground. And, he's, and, and he was like our toughest guy, right? Mm-hmm. And he's on the ground. Oh! I mean, it, it messed him up. And Maurice just bent over and goes, Dang dog, that look up that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're standing on the thigh, like thinking we were gonna fight, and then we all start bust up laughing. But but he's talking about the the early. I mean, even, we know the eighties, nineties, because they finally had pictures that had technicolor. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and no one has a black and white film. But I guess back in the day, man, back in the seventies and stuff, it was in the ABA days. Yeah, ask some of those old ABA guys guys i mean they fought all the time so the game's better now it it was more of the game i grew up playing Mm -hmm. how they're playing now to Mm -hmm. be honest with you but for me to survive you know like i said i took what yubi said to heart and so okay you gotta be a tough guy gotta be an enforcer okay whatever i'll be that guy can you believe how much the league has grown um no um yeah you know what yes and no you don't imagine when you're in the middle of it. I mean, I, I the league was about to fold when right. David Stern took, took over. And I know David Stern is a is a good pincushion for a lot of people, but David Stern saved the NBA mm-hmm. and started promoting the stars, cleaned up the drug policy. Dr. J had the big article in Sports Illustrated. 70% of the guys in the NBA were on drugs. Mm-hmm. He came in and cleaned it up. I think the first, the first league to have a drug policy – um, he saved the league because we had 23 some teams. TV deals. Yeah, we had 23 teams, and we're we're talking about three or four teams going away. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the dire straits the league was in, in 84, 85 in that era, um, to where now it's thriving. I mean, you know, the NFL is still the NFL, but the NBA still keeps making money and money. And and now with social media, I mean, we mm-hmm. made the push for Joker in Serbia and trying to. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and I read an article. You know, soccer is worldwide, mm-hmm. but the, the number one growing sport in the world is basketball yeah. because now it's starting to reach uh, uh, basketball without borders, going to mm-hmm. Africa every year and what they've done in Argentina. How many of the great European stars now um, are sitting there and say the, the, the I article, man, I saw dream team play, mm-hmm. and I knew I wanted to play basketball. Yeah. I mean, that dream team, as much as I hated it because I liked the college guys playing – did so much for the explosion of the game and I yeah. and I think David Stern had a big part of that too.
2: Yeah, yeah, just internationally just what it's doing that dream team and then the league itself really you mentioned basketball without borders just the league's initiative to be they want to reach out to all the different countries yeah. bring people, you know, and, and kind of make the game. And part of it is money driven. Part, I mean, they, sure they
1: understand is. there's revenue out there, but yeah. you yeah. can't, you can't get any revenue if you don't grow the game.
2: I think, yeah, right. So it's the long view. It's like, when I was uh, oh, when I was student. when I was in when I was in college, uh, and I was I was in, I was covering CU and Mike Bone became the athletic director one time. So one of the first things he did there was, there was not a lot of attendance at basketball games. So one of the first things he did was just start giving away pizzas to students. Like, hey, first of all, your tickets are free. Second of all, you come to these games, we're gonna give you like full pizzas, like all and the rows. What won't and what so, a
0: college student do for free food?
2: Right. Exactly. So, but <laughs> right? what his point yeah. was was it was a long I view. Still I, was yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I was just yeah, gonna, yeah, gonna say yeah, that exactly. too. I'm kind to help. What won't I do? For Everything. We're going to get a, hey, by the way, we're all going to get pizza after this. Yeah, me? for sure. <laughs> but, but his, his point was it, the long view was they weren't getting donations from alumni. Happy students make happy alumni, happy alumni give back to the university. He, he started on the ground. So the NBA, all right. You know, if, if revenue is, is the, you know, is the, what's at the mountaintop. Right. How do you do? You got to win their hearts first. though. So. you Absolutely and you incorporate people from other countries I mean you mm-hmm. make it so global and so visible yeah. that now your revenue stream isn't just isn't just yeah. uh, you know solely north america right. now it's asia well, now it's africa now and, it's everywhere
1: and don't you think now the nfl uh, and listen the nfl is the king we all we all understand that what they what they do the the, the afc championship game had 59 million viewers for a football yeah. game I, I mean they they are what they are they they're amazing but I think they also still see the NBA go, man. They, they get in. They own those games in London, and they own those games in China, and they own those games and all these that they're starting. I think they just announced four games, NFL games next year in mm-hmm. London and one in Mexico, in Mexico City. City yeah. So they're trying to expand it also because they see what the uh, the NBA has done internationally, and, and they're limited because, because of what that sport is. Right? Yeah. Like
2: they're not playing American football yeah. in other countries. You know, I, they, they I, tried that with the World League and. Yeah.
1: I literally, uh, my dad moved to this little bitty town called Thayer, Kansas, which is literally a population 50. I mean, it was one of those small, and he lived in like this double wide, you know, that was made up to look like a house. But he had a big light pole in the back, and we took a barrel hoop and and, and a big piece of uh, plywood, put that hoop on it, and made a bass. We played out on the dirt mm-hmm. when, when I was probably – Gosh, sixth, seventh grade, and I, you know, I think back now. I said, "Well, you know, great stories." I probably learned to dribble better because I was playing on dirt mm-hmm. with all the bump yeah. and stuff. Right. But, but that's how easy. If all you need is a ball, mm-hmm. and I always tell kids when, when I when I do stuff at clinics and coaches and stuff like that, is it's the one sport you can get better by yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even, we could sit in this room. Yeah. And if every night I sat in my room, I'm a little kid and did Pete Maravich ball handling drills. Mm-hmm. You can play in high school if you can. Even if you can't shoot, if you can dribble in high school, you know. Yeah. If you can dribble, you go. Coach gonna find a place to play for you. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, if you can shoot on top of that, but, but so it's one sport you can get better at, and and that's that's why I think the world is kind of catching on because it's not. I know we've outpriced in the United States with the AAU, and you know families are spending thirty five, four thousand, five thousand a summer to send their kids on all these AAU circuits, which I think is ridiculous. And I coached AAU for seven years, but it's still the sport that all you need is a ball, mm-hmm. and you can get back And there's a hoop on every corner. Yeah, you know anymore, right? Yeah, you know it's the just yeah. and it's and hopefully it's starting to do that, you know, worldwide. Well, yeah. the
0: other thing is too, the NBA lets their athletes show their personality. Yeah. And I think that worldwide people are, are finding favorites on teams and it's not just one or two guys. It's, you know, the Steph Curry's obviously, but it's also a Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a Nikola Jokic. Well, here's, here's a,
2: here's a good example of that. Yeah. Derek Rose. How, how high is he in the all-star voting? He, second. He, he's second. Yes. It's not because Minnesota fans are all voting. No. like They're voting for but him. They remember Derek Rose. Your Chicago fan, your people yeah. who this was a former MVP, yes. right. had fans everywhere, yep. and those are the people. The the kind of combining them all are, are putting him where he is. But it's because you want their
0: voices be heard and people relate mm-hmm. to that.
1: You, you know, I saw kind of neat, and smaller than, than what we're talking about now. Kind of Maryland, Michigan State played the other day. Mm-hmm. There was a guy, a fan watching the Michigan State game, had a Gary Harris Nuggets jersey on. Yeah. At that's a Michigan so State cool. game. Yeah. I think that's cool. I think that's so Right? Cool. Yeah. I mean, you never saw that with the Denver Nuggets. I mean, how many times, and I've been doing this longer than you guys, but we go in arenas, you never saw Nuggets fans. Nuggets fans. Yeah. yeah. Watching Utah tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Utah's still dominating. They're, they're yeah. probably still the there'll one. There'll be a few. There'll be a couple of but, but, For sure. But watch. Yeah. More than there there ever has been. Mm-hmm. You know? So, But, yeah, the NBA's done good. I give David Stern all the credit in the world. I think he got a little big for his britches at the end and kind of turned some people off. And then, you know, you get a new commissioner in, and what's his first point of order? Well, you've got you got an owner making Donald racist Sterling. comments, yeah. and, mm-hmm. he, and he gets him out of the league. Yeah. I mean, doesn't yeah. even hesitate. Yeah. And doesn't even hesitate. Yeah and immediately gets all players and everybody yeah. right on his Rally side. Right on yeah. his yeah. side, yeah. and and, yeah. and and all the 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 NFL had a chance with with all the stuff that happened with them last year, and they handled it wrong. They what, did. What, what did Silver do?
2: Right. Yeah. 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 No, he handled it great, and you know, you know, it's there. All the it's the NFL is obviously it, it's also a different kind of animal with the rest of the owners. You know, like your your commissioner has, like Adam Silver had the backing of yeah. pretty much you know like like mm-hmm. executives, owners, all that kind of stuff in the
1: in the NBA in the way that I think. Adam Silver's been a great. Comm- I, I, He's you know been what? great. I think Adam Silver's the best commissioner in, in in pro sports.
0: I would agree with that. And the NBA Me is
1: honestly. the most forward thinking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I don't always agree uh, yes. with his policies, but but I'm I'm
2: 100 behind him. Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: He makes great decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, lastly, I just want to talk about the way that the league has um, become fancier. I guess is the term that I'm going to use.
2: <laughs> fancier
0: compared to when you played we were talking earlier about guys and and what they wear and just like the entertainment value and
2: right now Scott Hastings is sitting in Gucci. <laughs> yeah. He's got his Gucci slippers He's on. he got his Gucci slippers on. 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 Yeah, and
1: yeah. Versace shirt. I got shirt. my grunt style t-shirt on. Yeah. My, my free nugget sweatpants on.
0: He'll do anything for free yeah. food. We've yeah, already yeah. established
1: that. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's about right.
0: I mean, just how much has, you've been around the league for a very long time. How much, what was it like watching that evolution, I guess? Well, you
1: know? I mean, it, it, I mean, it is the times. I mean, I told you my, my first fight I ever got into cost me a hundred dollars yeah. and then my last fight i ever got into cost me fourteen thousand seven hundred eighty dollars <laughs> <laughs> so so i mean hope you j- got j- a couple j- more links in that one. that was the Barkley one now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was just in 11 years yeah. or actually that was just in nine years uh that I, that I went went that much so i mean i mean listen revenues go up everything goes up you know we would travel with you know with a, a duffel bag. I mean, like on a day trip here, We first of all, we never had an equipment manager. Mm-hmm. So you would fly commercial. We'd fly into Utah. You'd wait around the carousel, and usually the, the trainer would get uh, some porters, and so they'd bring the big things yeah. up, and then you'd sit there and pull your bag, sit on the thing, and then they would take it to the the thing, and then they you'd either pick it up or they'd send it to your room. But, you know, you'd pick your bag up. Right. You know? But you'd come on this trip. Dude, I'd wear... I'd wear, uh, you know. I mean, in fact, one time I screwed up. Went to Milwaukee, and I, and I had this cool sweater. Well, I, I just wore it for the flight that evening. Got to Milwaukee, had Wait, dinner. Can we
0: describe this "quote unquote" cool sweater? Well, it was just kind of a it, was, sure it, was, it, it cool. was kind of a cr- it was
1: kind of a cream and white colored knit, kind of wintry kind of okay. sweater. You know, something it would look good at the lodge. Oh, okay. <laughs> in know, Milwaukee, yes. You know, and I, and I went. There. There. It was cold. You know, so I'm in Milwaukee. And I go down the the hotel bar we stayed at that Hyatt uh, that was right downtown, and ordered clam chowder and I spilt that entire <laughs> <laughs> freaking bowl right down my my front, dude. That's all I brought because <laughs> I was so wearing a in I was,
2: clam chowder sweater. I'm wearing wear that after the
1: game and then coming home with. It. I mean, because you didn't want you don't want to we because we also had to travel with our own unis. Yeah, I mean there was many a days that that you would. If you had back-to-back games, or if you had like a four or five-day road trip, you know, play playing a game. You spend the night afterwards. You go right, right back to your hotel room. You'd, you'd soap and water your thing, and then hang it over. You, you couldn't wait to get a hotel room that had one of them heat lights in it. You yeah, know, so, you so, so it actually dry, dry out. Because I don't know how many times I <laughs> stuck it in my bag, you, a you know, wet oh, unium nasty. in there. But you travel with your own shoes, you know, you know stuff like that. But yeah, so I spilled with that. How do. many back-to-backs
2: did you not wash your jersey?
1: Well, me uh, it wasn't like playing time was a big thing for me, <laughs> <laughs> so there's probably a handful oh, probably but if i get sure. if I got in the game, I watch it, you, you know? watch yeah, but oh, dude oh, did I ever tell you about the first time I played Russia? No, my very first career college game was against the Russian national team, and it's when they used to um come over and they'd play and like travel they play for a month, they right. play like twenty five games in thirty right. days, right. Sheesh. They never wash their jerseys. (laughs) So you catch
2: them on day 17.
1: Oh, that was part of the defensive strategy. That's what that was. They're staying at our hotel in Little Rock. We're playing them in Little Rock. And I get in the elevator. And first of all, they had a guy named Tachenko. That's all I remember. And look him up. Why don't you look him up on your computer? Okay. He was like 7'4", 7'5", about 3-something. Oh. I mean, he was. Like Yao uh, Ming. (laughs) He was bigger than Yao Ming. Whoa. Uh, Physically bigger. Um, but I got an elevator like four or five of them dudes, and I was in there.
0: He passed out. Oh my god, I couldn't out. wait. And, and, but we
1: never heard about that. We were like, oh, we shower every day. <laughs> oh my god, I mean, it was, it was, it was. Good. Now, take now one more story. So we're playing Russia. <laughs> yes. So we're playing Russia, right? Right. I'm I'm uh, um, Kansas State champion. Uh, Mr. Kansas basketball, my senior year, state tournament MVP. You know, man, I'm going to Arkansas. Man, man, I'm getting to play. They had five or six freshmen a year. Maggie finally getting the ball. I come in, and, and, and it's the only time I thought I could be Jabbar. I've been working on a hook shot. <laughs> I come across the middle, and I throw up a hook shot on Tachenko. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're watching it sail okay now i'm between the dotted line and the free throw line in the middle of the lane when i shoot the thing, the ball hit at half court yeah started a one-man fast break it was like the guy was oh cherry picking on my it, 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 he hit it so far out blocked it so hard this is my very first college shot <laughs> and, and it went I, i'm here, i'm here in my my once again like fighting jeff rule and my eyes got about this big Ain't nobody did that to me in Kansas. Right, <laughs> you ain't right. in Kansas no more, right? right. <laughs> this, this sucker, this ball went all the way out past half court. Guy caught it one dribble, laid it up. I started a fast break on my first college shot. My first college shot.
0: So that is the next pass we are looking for from Nikola Jokic. The,
1: the blocked the block, shot. the block. Yeah. To the backboard pass. <laughs> oh, yeah. hey, if anybody does it, he can do it. Unre- that's yeah, obviously. Hey, I knew he was Russia. Good.
2: Incidentally, why the dream team came into existence?
1: Yeah. So well, it it kind of started back all the way back to '72 when they felt they got cheated out of that gold medal, which they did, and then they started getting kind of pounded. Or the world caught up, to be honest with you. The world well, they were up, sending pros. The Eastern Block caught up. Right, well, but they were sitting in pros versus college guys. I, I, was yeah. on, I was on the very first, as it turns out, junior world championship team, mm-hmm. which we didn't know back then. We just, hey, they're going to put a team there. They're going to play an international game. And, <laughs> and we had the, the sports festival in Colorado Springs, and I was picked to be on the team. And I'm like, I'm going to my sophomore year, and I'm going to go – to Brazil for a month. You know, it's going to go two <laughs> weeks in Gold, or in uh, Colorado Springs and then another three weeks, four weeks in Brazil. and But it turns out it was the very first Junior World Championships. They still have them every year now. Um, we're playing the Eastern Bloc teams. Mm-hmm. He's a dude – I mean, we're 19. I'm the oldest guy on the team, huh? and I am just turned 19. Mm-hmm. That dude's full on beards, man. We're playing, <laughs> we're, we're playing Russian. We, I mean, we're, I'm looking at my arms. That's the thing. I only got about eight hairs. I got about eight, nine hairs under my arm. This dude got like a five o'clock shadow at three o'clock, <laughs> man. You're and, 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 and smoking cigarettes at a half time. <laughs> you know, the young guys in the corner puking. We do, but, you know, yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. They they were bringing pros and guys that were playing professionally, and, and that's kind of really going to play our pros against our college kids? Right. Yeah, we're going to bring Carlton Yeah, right. Uh, let's we're let's gonna just see bring, what happens uh, with pros on pros. We're going to bring Magic Johnson. <laughs> and, and somebody – I saw David Stern talk about that, and supposedly the internet – FIBA reached out to him and said, hey, we want you to bring your pros. <laughs> and David Stern went, Together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we will do that. Before. Okay, <laughs> no problem. Uh, that's we got gotcha. you. Amazing. Stuff,
0: okay, right? I wanna uh, wrap things up? Thank you for story time with Scott. It is we got to do
1: this once a month? Once yeah,
2: I'm down for
0: that. Yeah, yeah we yeah, can make for that sure. happen.
1: Dude, I even touch my stories. I know. No, no, well, we I just got... I'll tell you one off air. Oh, fantastic! About my first time in Utah. Beautiful. Okay. We're gonna well, do that over pizza. Wait. Yeah, over <laughs> pizza. <Whoa. laughs> oh, um, you, one. You, you guys will trip out trip you guys will you're dri- trip you're gonna
0: drive our listeners crazy right now i don't <laughs> want to know the story i can't
1: i i honestly can't tell you okay. that i don't know if the well
0: if anybody's statute of limitations is Hastings. over you. <laughs> Off
1: the record.
0: all right to wrap things up um one word to describe how you are feeling about this second half of this nugget season
1: eager well, to me it's eager I, mean, yep. I like to say confident. I mean, I think all of us Nugget fans are always waiting for the other shoe to drop, kind of like kind of like Nick Kelling with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? You know? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and then it did. And then it did. Yeah. You know. <laughs> then it did. Um, but I, I'm I'm eager. I, I believe in this team, and I believe in these guys. And and man, I I just I, I I'll I'll be honest with you. I'll be disappointed if we're not having a, a championship parade in this town the next five years that's mm-hmm. like how it. good i believe this team i is. like it
2: yeah. i like it a lot yeah I'm, I'm with you on that i'm with you on that i'm, I'm what's with your you. word um eager's a good one mm-hmm. eager hopeful is a good one yeah. um I, I i am very interested to see what happens i i'd really just want to see Here's me. Maybe I'm overconfident because I'm completely skipping the second half of the season, and I just want to see what this team does in the playoffs. Okay.
1: Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's,
2: yeah. like I'm really I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. I want yeah. to see them. I want to get them into the playoffs. Let's yeah. get some experience. Let's. You're talking about the process, the beginning of this whole podcast, and yeah. let's just get the process started. Yeah. Yeah. like I, I'm ready.
0: Mine's ambition. Yeah, I want them to be ambitious. Yeah, about what they can do, and the fans to be ambitious about getting on board and believing what they're seeing Mm -hmm. so
1: hey you got to look at every critic that says you're too young says you're not ready and to quote mike fratello who told us this before we were playing the lakers in la one night with kareem and worthy and magic and all their guys he says you got to come in with an attitude of f them Mm mm-hmm and, he's, and we ended up beating him by 17 that night because it was the most fired-up speech. It was a shoot-around. Yeah. Most fired-up speech I'd ever gotten in my life. And that's, to me, what the nuggets have to go in the last half of the season is forget what they say. Mm-hmm. Forget they say we're too young. Forget they say we ain't paid our dues. Forget that. Mm-hmm. And, and and ball. And if they do, I think they'll be fine. Yep.
0: And with that, we will sign off from this episode of the 24K podcast. For Chris Dempsey and Scott Hastings, thank you both for being on, as always. It is wonderful to have you on board. Uh, Nuggets fans, we'll catch you next time.